Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of TC Live as we wrap up day four of the ATP Finals in Turin. The most exclusive club in men's tennis every year. Here's what's coming up on the big show. It's one of the most played rivalries in ATP Finals history. Two former champs, Daniil Medvedev and Sasha Zverev, meeting for a spot in the semifinals. Plus, Carlos Alcaraz looking for his first finals victory to keep the hope of reaching the next round alive. We'll tell you the personal record he set. And Coco Golf goes to camp. The U.S. Open champ begins her offseason like every cool teenage kid rocking out at Dodger Stadium. We'll tell you all about it. Come on in. Great to have you here with us from our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman in between a couple Hall of Famers. I got Jim Courier to my left. Andy Roddick over on the big screen. And, guys, uh, we've got an empty chair right I here. I know. It's What's going on here? What's our surprise? You got something special for us? But before we get going on these highlights. Yeah. Is this the Holy Ghost? What are we the, <laughs> the newest <laughs> member to our Tennis Channel family. We got to introduce Nick Kyrgios. Take a listen. From Australia, Nick Kyrgios. This is what they came to see. Are you kidding? Oh, my word. That was simply breathtaking. He is the box office superstar that has taken the tennis world by storm, making his TC Live debut. A Grand Slam champion with seven ATP titles to his name, standing six foot, four inches tall, the kid from Canberra, Nick Kyrgios. Hey, guys. Rolling the applause. Rolling the applause. Welcome to the (laughs) fam. Great to have you here. Good to be here. Hey, Andy, how are you? What up, Nick? Welcome to the show. It's comfy up here. Yeah. Get that suit. Looking, looking good. Love that pocket gonna, square. Thank you. Thank you. We're we're gonna raise the seat up a little bit. Raise up for one second. You bit. actually look six foot four. There, there we go. There, there we go. go. There we go. Oh, now I feel, now I feel my height. There you go. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is your first time on, on, the, on the big stage here. But yeah. how was it calling the match with Jim and Brett? Yeah, it was amazing. I feel like I'm a bit of a student of the game anyway, and he makes it very easy, of course. But what a match it was. My prediction wasn't right. I thought Zverev was going to win. He had... So many chances to do so, but no, it was a hell of a match. Andy, how did he do? What did you think from home? You were listening. Hey, listen, it's not quite as good as his serve or his antics on the court, but listen, there's still time. We got four days left, you know. I'm just excited because uh, I I might be the, like, predictable on this one. I'm not the most unpredictable person on the set today, so I'm pumped. I'm ready to see what we're going to get to. (laughs) Where are we going, Steve? Have you all hung out before, you and Andy? Uh, Not much, but um, if I I played in his era or he played in mine, I don't know if it would have been a very good idea. (laughs) good good times good uh good banter perhaps uh the the fans on on twitter they were very pleased with your performance as a commentator i think we have some tweets of what how it all went down we don't have them yet but you know what we're we're gonna get to them and we're gonna start with our first highlight of the day it was earlier today it was carlos alcarez it was andre rublev both these guys coming off of losses so they needed to win if they wanted a chance at the semifinals andy 
and it was a tight first set between these two. Yeah, this was best case scenario for the Chucks. They're coming off of three straight losses, getting another look at the basket without having to wait a week. Uh, such is the magic of these ATB Tour finals. And you know, Chuck, as long as he gets the matches and gets enough reps, he's going to find his form. And boy, did he ever find his form. He's able to hit that open stance, sliding backhand like every human on the planet seemingly can do now. It is still amazes me. My groins hurt uh, just watching it, but was in full flight today. And Rublev was pissed. Look at him take out that leg. He might need that one if he wants to win a second set. Wasn't So, yeah, normally strings versus skin, strings win. And uh, Rublev proved that uh, today. But was just trying to find his game. Uh, Alcarez was on a serve uh, from the word go, playing great defense, mixing it up a little bit. You could tell uh, that he didn't want to lose four in a row uh, for the first time in his career. And that sliding defense on the back end is just unbelievable. Listen, Rublev reads the drop shot, and what do you get? Nothing. Not a zilch. Alcaraz hits the winner, takes a seat, and then closes it out right here at Love. Chucky in full flight. He's still in this thing, Steve. Only dropped two points on his first serve, didn't face a break point, converted three of his own. And get this, personal best, 10th top 10 win of the year. That's how good Carlitos is, 94%. When you only drop two points, that's the percentage you get. 21 winners, 11 unforced errors, and then some face time with Prakash after. Brilliant match today. Tell us, playing your first time here at ATP Finals, getting your first win, what is the best things about playing indoors here and the most difficult things? Well, uh, I think the most uh, difficult thing is, uh, you know, the... the how fast is it, it is, you know. Uh, we're playing uh, the whole the whole season, you know, in the the tournament in hardcore that uh, are really really slow slow ones. So coming here and it's really it's really fast, you know. It's uh, really uh, it's a little bit difficult, you know, to adjust your your level into this this court. But uh, at the same time, uh, I like you know to be aggressive. I like to go to the net, you know. Probably that's the, the best uh, the best thing in playing uh, indoor court as well. Hit a winner from his tush. I mean, the, 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 that's the highlight of the day. For, I don't know if that's going to be our hot shot, but that was good stuff. What stood out to you, Nick, about Carlos today? Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's, he can do everything. I mean, that, that young, you know, with everything on his plate, the spotlight, playing is not a big deal for him. He just loves to go out there, have fun. I love watching him play. I said this before, I think he's got a bit of everyone. He's got, like, the class of Federer. He's got the game style. And then, like, he's got the showmanship that you see some of these other players have, too. He can do it all. Loves getting the crowd in the palm of his hand. He's fun to watch. I can't wait to watch him from a, for, from a, for a long time, for a long time. I'll tell you what also stands out about him. A lot of players, if they lose three matches in a row, they might get down. Mm. He just loves getting out there and competing. Yep. He's happy. He applauds when his opponents make good shots. He's just got a remarkable enjoyment level for a very stressful job. I think we can all agree it can be stressful, discouraging to lose, and yet he comes out there, he definitely sees opportunity. He took his opportunities today, but it's not going to be easy for him next up against Medvedev. Mm -hmm. they're, they're two and two head-to-head -head on this court. It's going to be something special. I can't wait for that one. Absolutely. Andy, he, Carlos has talked all week about the court speed and that these are faster conditions than they play in all year long. What do you make of that? 
God forbid we have a tournament that's on something fast every once in a while. Good Lord. Uh, you know, I listen, I like the variance. I like seeing different styles uh, be able to win the day, right? And, and, and it's okay if, if an all-world talent like Carlos has to adjust, right? I think you'd feel better about the adjustment had he been, uh, you know, stacked with some matches coming in. But this format is a bit of a gift to, to Alcaraz to end his year. Uh, by his standards, uh, hasn't played great. Uh, since Wimbledon. That's obviously he's already created a very long shadow uh, early in his career, but looking for those matches, you know, took a tough loss in Shanghai, took a tough loss uh, in Paris. Listen, he took a tough loss first round here. The best possible format for him is getting to get back out there. And against Medvedev, he's going to have time to do his thing, right? It's not going to be like Zverev, where he's not going to touch a serve for a while, or, you know, uh, I, I think Zverev served 77% first serves uh, against him. So Carlos is going to be able to get in some rallies. However that goes against Medvedev, this is a good week for him kind of getting uh, preparing for next year anyways. I think all of us look at, at the court speeds through our own lens, right? Andy, fast court player. Nick, clearly a fast court yep. player. I would have loved to have played in this era where all these courts were slow. I hated playing in the <laughs> 90s when we go indoors and it was like ice skates alive. And I've got, I've got Schnick, i got Becker, i got Sampras, i got all these serving bombers coming in at me. This is definitely that style court. This is a throwback speed of court where players really didn't stay back the way that they do now. But I understand it. From your lens, you got to be licking your chops to get a chance to get here next year if you're healthy, Nick. Oh, I love the French Open. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I love playing on fast services. And I think, you know, as Andy said, it's good to just have the contrast. Like, all through the year, you see a lot of clay. you got the grass. I would love more grass, by the way. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, I don't think they should be complaining um, about the court speed. You know, it's entertaining for the fans. You know, you've got big servers. You've got guys who can make shots from, from everywhere. So, it's good. A contrast, contrast in style is good. And, and when you're good like Alcaraz, you adjust. You say, I like to be aggressive either way. On the other side, Andre Rublev, I mean, he took his knee out today. Yes. Nick, what, what did you make of that? I mean, from someone who doesn't, you know, <laughs> he holds, holds their composure pretty well, like myself, um, this, is, this is crazy. I've, I've never done that, to be honest. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay to... I mean, he needs a knee. He needs to move. Yeah. He's done that with his hand before, smacking yeah. the strings, and it's huge, been all bloody. Isn't it Eugenie who cut his yeah. head yes. with his racket in Miami yeah. years ago? Like, what is Steph it? Steph did Russians? that as well, hitting his head one time. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like it's not a, a proposition for success. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I hope he's all right for his next match. Let me say that much. So instead of that, we're just breaking rackets, right? No, not breaking no, ourselves. No, yeah. no. Just, no, just to the towel, composure, next point. And listen, I. I... <laughs> Well, okay. Yeah, just uh, that's, that's, that's the curio special. No emotion, just straight to the towel, no problem. Uh, but listen, uh, listen, I, I'm fine with, with, with people throwing stuff. I'd be a hypocrite uh, if I cr criticize anyone hitting a ball out of the stadium. You know, victimless crimes, right? But you know, listen, when you're, when you're banging your thigh as hard as you can, especially when you can create speed like Rublev, I'm not sure what the upside is here. Listen, I get smashing a racket. You get it out of your system. You move mm -hmm. on with it. You probably get more rackets, no problem. This one I can't really get with though. This is uh, this is just kind of dumb. That, that that was that was tough to see. I, listen, I guess the knee's all right. Stay, stayed in there, but drawing blood. Yeah, no, 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 not no. the one. No. Stay, stay composed, like Nick Kyrgios, right? <laughs> stay composed. Oh, take, takes notes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 18th meeting between Daniil Medvedev, <laughs> Sasha Zverev, sixth this year. Medvedev holds the edge, but Zverev. When the last time they met in the finals, and uh, Zverev was, was Nick's picture. Yeah, and, and he looked good right here, Nick. This is a crucial point in the tiebreaker. What went wrong for Sasha here? Oh, I think he just, he's, his eyes opened up too much on that backhand volley. He just he needed to take a couple more steps, just punch it away. 
as we said, 5-1 on the changeover is a bit different to 4-3, uh, 4-2. So, you know, he had so many chances, even that set point there, I think he pulled off his forehand. He had so many chances to win that first set, but, you know, that's what Medvedev does. He makes you play that extra ball over and over and over again. So, um, yeah, props to Medvedev. His game style got him out of it again. Yeah, in the second set, there weren't many breakpoint chances. Some great serving from the players until late in the set. Zverev had a break point and a four-all didn't get it. This was a crucial opening yeah. point in the tenth game, and it, it went sideways from there for him. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Medvedev kind of felt that Sasha's forehand was going a little bit, and he just he kept putting it to there, and, and he got rewarded for it. Yeah, what a passing shot that was. Sets up met match points. And Zverev, he'll have a lot to think about. Rally ball forehand. The forehand did fail him at times. They look good at times as yeah. well. Hopefully he'll have the glass half full. At least he's smiling. But uh, Medvedev stole that one. Fifth win this year for Medvedev over Sasha Zverev. You see what went down at the net. We highlight that. But Daniil Medvedev, 78%. First serve points won. Had only two breakpoint opportunities. Guess what? He converted both of them. That is huge. A straight set win. And he is advancing to the semifinals. Andy, what'd you make of that match? Yeah, I mean, listen, Zverev played well. I think a serve looks way better. Uh, he's hitting it in rhythm a little bit more. He's not kind of bringing rain in that toss like we've talked about earlier. He's I don't know if he's talked about the adjustment made, but there's definitely been uh, a bit of an adjustment made. But credit to Medvedev. You know, Jim said he stole this match. He steals a lot of matches, yeah. man. This guy just knows how to get through it. He knows how to win matches. And to to be able to affect Medvedev in a negative way, you got to be able to get forward or create speed from the baseline. So he was just knocking that backhand down. And Nick does this very well, but playing that backhand, really, you, you can't really keep it out of someone's strike zone when it never gets into it, and that's what Medvedev does so well. Just kept it low on Zverev's side, dared him to create speed off of that wing. He's able to sometimes, he's the best player in the world, but sometimes he rolled a couple over in the tight situations. It just got away from him a little bit. Uh, listen, Medvedev doesn't win these matches by accident. He certainly doesn't. Listen, and you said it's so tough to play against him because he makes you do it over and over and over again. You're 4-1 against him, so how do, how do you do it? Yeah, as Andy said again, you have to either, you know, commit to coming forward all the time and making him not have rhythm. Like, as, as high percentage as it is to stay back and rally, for me, that's not high percentage against Medvedev. You want to come forward, drop shot, mix it up, trying to get out of, out of the comfort zone for him. But I think Zverev came to the net 28 times, so he's obviously trying to do something a little bit different. Um, but, I mean, just crucial points with those volleys. He just has to tidy that up, and I think he wins that first set, and the second set could be different. But, I mean... Medvedev, he's not winning these matches by accident. That's his game style, making you play these tough balls, these extra balls. When you think against majority of the two, the point's probably already over. Your thoughts, Jim? Yeah, I mean, these are all good thoughts. I'm just thinking, what are we looking at ahead here now that, that we've got two days of play in from, from these guys? Who's coming out of this group uh, besides Medvedev? Mm. You know, what's it going to be? Is Rublev going to have something to offer? He's not been feeling great. We've heard that, that he had a fever earlier in the tournament is he going to have enough resistance there's still so much to play for even though he can't get out still 200 ranking points yeah. and, and some cash to go to Maldives with so uh, you know uh, this is this is what we're looking at Medvedev is in there you know Zverev and Alcaraz still fighting for it uh, there's a lot of good stuff still to come here but yeah Medvedev uh, didn't play necessarily his very best but he was opportunistic took both of those break points today and that's why he's 2-0. Didn't play his best and still has not dropped a set. That's impressive stuff from Daniil Medvedev. We'll see if it's Sasha Zverev or Carlitos Alcaraz that makes it and joins him in the semifinals. First segment in the books, Nick. It's like one of our longest segments ever. That was incredible. That was fun. Well, you got four, four, four people no, talking. You're going to have a little bit more. It's long.
Was it? <laughs> it flew by to me. Yeah. You got to get Andy some caffeine. He's a little bit sleepy. Over there. <laughs> All right. A lot more still to come here on TC Live. We are talking a little bit of doubles, right? Defending champs Rajiv Ram, Joe Salisbury, looking to become just the third duo this century to pull off a repeat at the Tour Finals. And we got Prakash talking to the winner, Daniil Medvedev. Don't go anywhere. You're watching TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Nick, Jim, Andy, Steve, back with you on TC Live, taking a look at the schedule on Thursday. Double starts, 6 a.m. Eastern. Second singles match, 3 p.m. Eastern. All four of us back for TC Live tomorrow at 5 Eastern. Encore coverage from Turin all night long. And for a look at the forecast there, let's send it over to Fox Weather. Hello, tennis fans. I'm Fox Weather's Amy Freeze. Here's tomorrow's ATP Finals forecast. This is the weather for Turin, Italy. We're looking at temperatures in the upper 50s, around 57, with a mix of sun and clouds, some decent weather to play the matches. Remember, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device. Thank you, Amy. Back to Italy we go. Look at the doubles. Rohan Bopadak can become the oldest player in tournament history to win a match at the finals, Andy. Teaming up with Matthew Ebden to face Rinky Hijikata, Jason Kubler. Bunch of uh, Aussies like Nick in this one, Andy. Yeah, Bopata looking at these guys going, I got ties older than these two guys. Let's let's put a whooping on them on the doubles court here. Listen, Ebden put on a clinic today. He's the best player on the court. And through a bunch of these highlights, he's on the net. He's hitting winners off the baseline. Bopata's going, way to go, young man. Maybe not so young, but younger than me, certainly. And Ebden, listen, he's reading whatever formation they're putting out there. He knows what they're doing before they know what they're doing. Able to get in off of a first serve. That has to just generally be kind of depressing. Not something that's ever happened to Nick. Curios, I don't think, but I digress. Bopana out there, still going at this age, closing the match out in style, like the salt and pepper beard, as always. Moving on. 43 years young. Bopes lost just one point, first serve, saved the only one they faced. Meantime, Rajiv Ram, Joe Salisbury looking to extend their finals winning streak to seven matches, Jim, taking on Wesley Kulhoff and Neil Skupski. Yeah, both of these teams won their opening round. Nick, you were in this doubles last year. Take us through this highlight. Yeah, I mean, these these guys are used so hard to play. I mean, Salisbury and Ram, they both serve incredibly well. They beat up, they beat me a couple of times last year in doubles. Couldn't get couldn't get a read on anything they were doing. And these, these two are probably the two best in the, in the group, to be fair, in my opinion. Um, no offense to the Aussies, though, even though, you know, they're my mates. But these guys are just experienced. They've won so much together, both of these pairs. But I think Ram and Salisbury could be going back-to-back -back for sure. It came down to a match tie break here. 6-5 up the mini break. And Ram and Salisbury would take it home from there. 10-7. Rajiv Ram, the ghost of Pistol Pete Sampras' serve, lives on through Rajiv. Rampras getting it done with Salisbury.
former Fighting Illini star as well. They are 2-0 and right now in the red group. So Kulhoff and Skupski will face Bopina and Ebden to see who else advances to the semifinals in doubles. Main top, Daniil Medvedev getting that big win against Alexander Zverev earlier tonight. And after the match, he caught up with Prakash Amitraj. Danny, you and Sash always play brutally tight matches. But when it comes down to the big points today, you were able to apply that extra pressure in the breaker and then that last game. How were you able to do that? Yeah, if, I don't know if it's even extra pressure, but uh, the court kind of puts pressure, especially when we play against Sasha. We both have big serves. So in general, I think if we take games, uh, maybe out of 10 games, we played uh, each on serve or maybe more. Seven would be kind of easy. And then the other three is where the tightness is there and you try to put pressure on your opponent. Same on the tiebreak. I mean, just... Uh, couple of points difference and uh, I'm happy that I managed to to play well uh, in the most important points uh, that was a difference yeah all right thanks Prakash great job as always time for the social net Coco Golf spent the weekend at Dodger Stadium at the Camp Flogna Carnival Nick have you heard of this music festival uh, no I haven't we don't hear about those things in the down under um, Tyler but... the creator have you heard of oh him? yeah okay yeah. this is yeah. his this okay. is his thing what, what what happens? But it's a music festival, so a bunch of bands play. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, they apparently they use the parking lot uh, for, instead of for cars. They've got carnivals. They got a big. Uh, the eye of the Dodgers is out there. But Coco, what a season she had! Just a chance to let some steam out and probably get some other stuff done in LA. There's a lot that you can do out here. You can shoot commercials for next year. I mean, there are all kinds of things, right, Nick? Yeah, I mean. Look, I, I, I'm going to have to go with Coco. Maybe she can show me around at these events, but I can't do anything like that in Australia. I'll just get swarmed. Ah, It's tough, tough, man. Drake was not there, Nick, but he, he did slide into your DMs recently. <laughs> yeah, after Wimbledon, actually, he slid in because we had a bit of beef earlier in my career. It wasn't beef anyway, but he, he made it to be beef. And then we've actually we've, we've, we've smoothed over the, our problems, and hopefully we can get a link up uh, very soon. He, uh, he, he apparently says you're his favorite player. That was cool, right? He's got good taste. He's got good taste. <laughs> and so do these folks on Twitter reacting to your commentary. Uh, Pink Kitty Kiss. Jim, that's your burner, that's right? That's my burner account. I was actually <laughs> plugging that in while we were calling the match. That's Sorry, Jim. I got called out. That's Jim's account. That's Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Looking good on Tennis Channel in Los Angeles. People love you, Nick. Look, I feel like I'm a student of the game. I can give them insights. You know, I've been on the court with most of these guys. You know, I've shared locker room moments. You know, I can give them a bit of a different look, but, you know, it's pretty easy to, you know, be next to Jim in there. He has good insight as well, but it's just, it's a lot of fun. I felt, I felt like this was always something I could fall into, so you never know. All right, well, we got to you the rest of the week, so we're looking forward to this. We got a long-term deal with them. It's, it's another four days. <laughs> when we come back, we revisit Yannick Sinner's first ever win over Novak Djokovic. Nick knows what that feels like to beat Djokovic. Not in the Wimbledon final. <laughs> Don't go anywhere.
This is what they came to see. Nick Kyrgios survives a wild week in D.C. For a second time in his career, he is the champion in Washington, Nick Kyrgios. Welcome to the fam, Nick. And uh, how about this? Contending with Kyrgios? I like that headline right there. 16-10 and 10 against the folks right now in Turin. Look at all those winning records. Did you know you were so good against all those guys, Nick? I did, but they just added Hubie in the alternate, which, you know, I, I didn't appreciate. But, yeah, I mean. <laughs> um, no, well, I've 16 had, and 8. Yeah, I've had, I've had some really good uh, matches with all these guys. I haven't played Alcaraz and Rune, but looking forward to when I get back out there. But, yeah, I've, I've got a pretty good record against those guys. And, and I know what you put on, on Instagram when we first posted yep. it because what happened in that match against Yannick Sinner there was like a game penalty or something oh yeah things things got out of control it was one of those days where I, t I it's like I was a werewolf when I saw the full moon I just I lost it completely and then I got a game penalty and things just got out of control but that wasn't your fault I feel like the no, umpire no, no, did no. something there no definitely yeah I mean the umpire just it was a bad call <laughs> Steve, Steve we're in rare error right here because this guy's record against Djokovic a winning record mm-hmm that guy's record against Djokovic, a winning record. You and I have never lost a Never Djokovic. lost a match to him. Never. <laughs> I mean, this is TC Live's got a good record against Djokovic, I feel like. We can say that, right? We're undefeated against the GOAT. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Pretty, right? pretty rare error there, Andy. Winning. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, you say you're undefeated. I was extremely defeated the last two times I play him, and I thank God every day that I didn't see him in his prime. I want no piece of that. I think that's probably why I retired early. You know what, Yannick Sinner, he hadn't won a match against Novak Djokovic until yesterday. 0-3 in his career against the world number one, but in turn, they had never played on an indoor hardcourt before Andy Roddick, and Yannick Sinner did some things. Yeah, and especially in front of the home crowd, to come out and put this level of tennis up. Listen, right here he's going, okay, I'm in with a shot. Won the first set, but if we know anything about Novak, he will come back. He will play till the end. He'll say, I hear your boos, and I don't care. I've seen it before, but Sinner all over the return converts the passing shot. Maybe not the ball for Novak to come in on. Was forcing it a little bit on the score, but the transition game, he flashed it here on match point. Sinner start to finish. Unbelievable effort physically and mentally. Snapped a 19-match win streak for Novak Djokovic. Sinner now has won his last five matches against top five players. What did that prove to you, Nick, seeing Sinner close out Novak Djokovic? I mean, that's where you want to do it, right at home. And I feel like there's more pressure to go out there and compete against one of those players at home. You know, you expected to do so well. But he came out early, as Andy said, he started to believe after that first set. But I love Novak so much. Like, he's getting booed and he's trying to orchestrate the crowd. I love, I love the fact that we've got a villain other, other than me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love seeing that and I love that he embraced it. It's good for the sport. And... You know, he'll be back, no, no doubt that he'll be back for his third match, ready to go again. So, you know, it's, it's good to see that, that Yannick had some success against Novak. I mean, Novak uh, may have had the, the hot shot in that match, though. He didn't get win the, the big battle, but as far as hot shots, you're a connoisseur of these things. Take a look at this. What, what does this look like from Novak here? This is first set. Nice little angle off the drop shot there. Good finesse from the big fella. I mean, for Novak, that's, that's standard. He seems to be doing that all the time. I mean, his mobility and his strength in those positions is insane. I've actually started doing Pilates. I'm no, not kidding, so I could actually improve my flexibility, but he does that nearly every match. So a hot shot, yes, for everyone else. For Novak, it's, that's a 9-5 to five Are you using the reformer machine? I am. I am. I've been doing that, yes. I actually have been. I'm not even kidding. That's wild. All right. So pro Pilates. I'm a yoga guy. but Got it. Pilates. You ever do yoga? No. No, just Pilates. Pilates. Roddick, where are you on this? 
Oh, no, but I'm just glad you guys are talking about the really pressing issues of the day in tennis with yoga and Pilates. I'm glad we got to that. Well, that's what Novak does, right? Gumby, he's out there. So if you want to be like him, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta flex the body. Yeah. That is true. I, I get it totally. <laughs> no, and no, no, Novak's absurd too. Like in this format, he loses yesterday to Center. Plays a great match. Center almost has to play perfectly. But are any of us going to sit here and say he's still not the favorite yeah. to win this tournament? Like even Novak losing that match tomorrow doesn't change much for me as far as predictions go for the totality of the tournament. Great job by our director. That's a great shot. And you got Nick in the camera and then coming out on. So that's good stuff. Nick, you're a man of the people. We, we've got our, our Tennis Channel control room all very excited to have you here this week. So we're going to get a question from one of them okay. every day. Rob Flores, our production manager, wants to know if you weren't a tennis player, which profession would you have chosen? I would have tried to play basketball. Um, you know, I, that's a big passion of mine. It's very obvious the way I carry myself on the tennis court, my fashion. But I mean, I love this is this is starting to feel pretty. I'm at home here, I'm listening to you guys. The insight. I'm just really happy that I'm able to provide a little bit more insight to the people at home that have been tennis fans over the last couple of years. You know, it's pretty special for me to be here, so I do appreciate it. It's a good thing we got you off of three Celtics wins in a row. Yes. Because you're you're a happier Nick, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the, the way the way the Celtics play, definitely. I mean, I've. I played tennis matches just after the Celtics have lost, and it has not gone well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I'm in a better mood when the Celtics win. A big game tonight. So we'll see how Ready. Nick feels tomorrow one way or the other. you got the top two teams in the East going at it. Yep. Uh, Jim, if, if you hadn't been a Hall of Fame tennis player, which profession would you Ooh, Well, baseball was, was my first love as a, as a sport. So that's probably what I would, would have directed my energy towards. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't think I would have been a – Maybe a suntan model. I didn't think that's what I was going. Like Copatone wasn't calling. You and Sinner, not not, no, not suntan not. model. Maybe not. Yeah. Andy, same question for you. Uh, you know, if you weren't the rock star you are in tennis, what, what, which profession? No, it would have been pretty useless all around, Steve. Not 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 sure there would have been much of a future anywhere there. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just happy I could hit a little ball around for a little while. Uh, but it, it, this is great. Nick's right. This is this is the place where you can just talk about it and not have to do it. Comfy seat. This one. That's it. Just hang out with we're, a couple Hall of Famers. We're guaranteed right? to make the finals. Feels good. That's it. That's it. Oh, don't, don't hurt that wrist, actually. No, that's all right. All right. Good. Appreciate it, guys. More Nick after this. Nick Kyrgios, often a part of our hot shot of the day. Uh, now just hot commentary, Roddick. But uh, this was Carlitos Alcaraz. Oh, no, Chucky. Listen, anybody in any sport who watches something back like this and still says, yeah, back in my day, we were better, is so full of it. Look at this full extension sliding to his left, 18,000 feet behind the baseline. A little flick of the wrist, creating an 84-mile-an-hour laser up the line. Nick, you've played against these guys. I don't understand it. You tell me. I mean, look, it's it's absurd. You know, I feel, I'm feel i starting to feel a bit old when I play these guys, when I see them moving like this on every surface. They're sliding on grass. They're sliding on hard courts. I mean, how do you win points against them? You, you serve 220. You get them outside the base, uh, outside the tram lines, you still can't win. So I don't even, I don't even know. I, I'm, I'm starting to run out of ideas. Underarm, I don't know. You got the underarm serve. That definitely is a weapon. Yes. Keep that coming. We love that shot. But this one, for me, I, I just don't understand how you don't hurt yourself more often, honestly. I mean, that is not easy to maintain your balance and your strength when you're doing that. I mean, it's got to put stress on your legs, too. And that's been kind of the big worry with Alcaraz. It's not the tennis. It's the, the physicality. Can he hold up because he's so fast twitch 
so explosive. Can his body actually hold up? He's like that Ferrari, Nick. It runs beautifully, but it's in the shop a fair bit. Well, I mean, yeah, he's got, I mean, as long as he's got the right team around him to manage all the load that he takes week in, week out, I think, you know, you cross your fingers and just hope for the best because he's so important for the sport, I think, moving forward. We need to have him on court producing mm -hmm. these shots around the world. So I'll be cheering for him, and um, I'll be giving him all my strength. The one answer? Pilates. That's how you do it without getting hurt, yeah. right? Yogurt. That's right. Yogurt. That's it. <laughs> Thursday's lineup starting 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Novak Djokovic taking on Hubie Hercoc. Then the night match. Nick will be on it with Jim and Brett. Yannick Sinner, Holger Runa. For more, we head back to turn with Danny Prakash. All right, Steve. The story on Tuesday was that Yannick Sinner had never beaten Novak Djokovic. Well, he got that done. Now he plays a whole Garuda who he's never beaten as well. So, Pete, who's going to win this one and why? 0-2, oh but I'm throwing that out the window here, D. I, I think this is Yannick Sinner's time. I think so many things are coming together beautifully. I think the court suits him well. He's coming off that massive win against Djokovic. I do think Runa's going to feel at 100% now, leg healed from his own match against Djokovic after that retirement against Sitspas. But I, I just think Sinner's doing too many things well, especially off that second serve, attacking the net beautifully. So I'm um, looking for him to get his first win against Runa. Well, that's certainly going to make this crowd quite happy. It's going to be an electric atmosphere on Thursday. All right, thanks, guys. It is our FanDuel match preview. And just like Prakash said, Yannick Sinner, heavy favorite, minus 310 to win this one. And he is 0-2 lifetime against the Danish superstar. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to start making every moment more. Let's talk about it, Nick. Uh, and Holger Runa, that's your guy. Tell us uh, how far back you go with the young Dane. Um, yeah, we go, we go, we go way back. To be honest, I've got a story that I'm going to tell on, on air tomorrow night. But you know, Rune's just going to going to come out with there with a, lot, with a lot of energy. But Sinner's right in the wave. I, it's going to be a tough match for Rune. I think. I think I'm probably going to go with Sinner. I'm going to have an early prediction. What about you? I'm not. I'm with you. I'm with you. Andy, what are you thinking on this one? Yeah, I mean, I like Sinner. It's tough to bet against uh, recent form, right? I, I take confidence, uh, you know, in an over matchup and, you know, results from, you know, a year ago, any time. Uh, one of the things to watch out for, though, is that th it was so amped up against Novak and it was such a big kind of uh, career accomplishment. You know, there is a chance for a maybe a little bit of a letdown, maybe a little bit of a hangover, not because it's not focused, just because it's tough to recreate that type of energy in the building uh, when someone's not named Novak. But I wouldn't bet against Sinner in this one. What would be the winning game plan for Holgaruna against Sinner? I mean, Sinner's got no holes at the moment. You know, his ball speed off both sides is, is incredible. Starting to find a bit of that first serve rhythm as well. Cut, likes to come forward. So, honestly, I'm 0-1 I'm, I'm against Sinner. This is one of the matchups where I can't really help you. But, you know, just, just ride the wave. Exactly as Andy said, Sinner might be a bit tired. The, the adrenaline from the other match might come out a bit sluggish. So, you know, jump on him early and see, see what he has. Both times Runa has played center, he has lost the first set and then gone on to win the match. So first set doesn't mean everything. Then we got Novak Djokovic, who has never lost to Hubie Hurkacz, perfect 6-0. 2-0 this year. What makes this matchup so tough for Hubie? Well, it's the greatest. You're going up against the greatest returner. And, you know, Hubie's game pretty much relies on his serve and how many free points he's getting. And that translates to his confidence on the return game. So if he's having a good serving day, I give him a chance. But, I mean, as Andy said, you know, even if Novak loses, he still feels like the favourite. So I'm going to put my chips towards um, Novak again. But I'd give Hubie a chance for sure. Feeling yeah. fresh. You know, this is a quick court, right? And, and, uh, 
We've seen Novak's forehand this year be faster than ever. He's been so aggressive yesterday. Even in defeat, he was rocking his forehand big time. I think that can cause Hercotch problems because Hubie just massages the ground strokes. And on this court, you can get out of position in a hurry against Novak's speed. So I would look for the forehand for Djokovic to be a real force tomorrow. Hubie, most aces on tour this year, Andy. Uh, how many does he need tomorrow to get past Novak? All of them. Um, I, I think he needs all of them. Uh, but one of the things to look for is, especially on a, a court that's this fast, and Novak can switch directions, you know, I, I, I say it ad nauseum over and over on the show, that is his superpower. Switching directions, finding the pattern he wants. Hubie kind of has that laid-off forehand a little bit and get a little shaky sometimes. Novak is going to find a way to expose that side, especially on the pressure points. Hubie's not going to be able to breathe if he doesn't make that first serve. Uh, Novak might vary return position a little bit, give him something different to look at, but I like Novak going away. He's going to be peppering lines. All right, we, we got Djokovic and Sinner are, are the picks. We'll see what goes down tomorrow. Kyrgios can be back with us for some more commentary, more TC Live. Yeah. Day one in the books. Yeah. How do you feel? I never wanted it to end. I was having so much fun. <laughs> we'll keep it going off air. That's fine. You got a big game to go to tonight. I do. I'll be there. Tuning in. Lake Show? Yes. Who they got tonight? Sacramento. Ooh. Who yeah, wins that one? Going. I'm going to, uh, oh, geez, I'm in L.A., but I'll take sack. Okay. <laughs> Can't come to L.A. without going to a Lakers game, the Lake Show. But it's the NK Show here on TC Live. Look at, look at that style profile. We'll see what Sudi brings tomorrow.